It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Uh, you know, friends, there's something about Christmas, isn't it? I mean, the whole United States of America knows that Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and the Christmas holidays are so important. But Rich, many people don't understand it, do they? That's interesting. You said holidays. That's holy days. Yeah, they don't understand it. Listen to this song by our favorite recording artist, Carol Robison. I believe in Christmas. I believe the Bible is true. I believe in Christmas. From a child, I always knew One day I trusted the Savior His Spirit He did impart I believe in Christmas Because Christmas is in my heart I believe in angels Who came down that first Christmas night I believe the shepherds saw the star shining so bright it's more than just a story I know Jesus is real I believe in Christmas because his love I can feel I believe that Jesus was God and he was man. I believe the mystery, though my mind can't understand. When I think of Christmas, I look up to the stars. I believe in Christmas. Because Christmas is in my heart When I think of Christmas I look up to the stars I believe in Christmas Because Christmas is in my heart Do you have Christmas in your heart? <laughs> yeah. How about you, folks? You know, as I was listening to that, I was thinking the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that's what we want the Bot Radio Network family, our audience, to concentrate on more than anything else is the meaning of Christmas. Paul Harvey, he had America captivated during the years of his lifetime. He said so many things, so many important things. And he was a coast-to-coast -coast network news commentator. And yet there were so many other things he said besides just the news and what was happening. He did something years ago that I think if our listeners will turn their radio up just a little bit and think about how this story, for goodness sakes, about the birds has anything to do with Christmas. But it does. 
Listen to what Paul Harvey said. Americans, may I direct your attention to a story which was originally published by United Press International, by Lewis Castles, a longtime friend of mine and colleague. He and I tried for many years to trace the author of these words. We never could. And it occurs to me that maybe some things, some things are supposed to be written without credit to any particular individual. Let's see what you think after you hear this Christmas story. The Christmas story, the way it's usually told, the God born a man in a manger and all of that, escapes some moderns, mostly, I think, because they seek complex answers to their questions, and this one is so utterly simple. So for the cynics and the skeptics and the unconvinced, I'd like to submit this modern parable. The man I'm talking about was not a Scrooge now. He was a kind, a decent, a mostly good man, generous to his family and upright in his dealings with other men, but he just did not believe in all of that incarnation stuff which the churches proclaim at Christmas time. It just did not make sense, and he was too honest to pretend otherwise. He could not swallow the Jesus story about God coming to earth as a man. He told his wife, I'm truly sorry to distress you, but I'm just not going with you to church this Christmas Eve. He said he'd feel like a hypocrite, that he'd much rather just stay home, but that he would wait up for them. So he stayed, and they went to the midnight service. Now, shortly after the family drove away in the car, snow began to fall. He went to the window to watch the flurries getting heavier and heavier. Then he went back to his fireside chair, began to read his newspaper. Minutes later, he was startled by a thudding sound, and then another, then yet another. At first he thought somebody must be throwing snowballs against the living room window. But when he went to the front door to investigate, he found a flock of birds huddled out there, miserably, in the snow. They had been caught in the storm, in a desperate search for shelter. They had tried to fly through his large landscape window. That was what had been making the sound. Well, he couldn't let those poor creatures just lie there and freeze. So he remembered the barn where his children stabled their pony. That would provide a warm shelter. All he would have to do is direct the birds into that shelter. Quickly, he put on a coat and galoshes, and he tramped through the deepening snow to the barn, and he opened the doors wide. And inside the barn, he turned on a light so the birds would know the way in. But the birds did not come in. So he figured that food would entice them. He went back into the house and fetched some breadcrumbs and sprinkled those on the snow, making a trail of breadcrumbs to the yellow-lighted, wide-open doorway of the stable. But to his dismay, the birds ignored the breadcrumbs. The birds just continued to flop around helplessly in the snow. He tried catching them. He could not. He tried shooing them into the barn by walking around them, waving his arms, but instead they scattered in every direction, every direction except into the warm-lighted barn. And that's when he realized that they were afraid of him. They were afraid of him. To him, he reasoned, I'm a strange, terrifying creature. If only I could think of some way to let them know that they can trust me, that I'm not trying to hurt them but to help them, 
But how? Any move he made tended to frighten them and confuse them. They just would not follow. They would not be led or shooed because they feared him. And he thought to himself, if only I could be a bird now, I could be a bird and mingle with them and speak their language and tell them not to be afraid, then I could show them the way to the safe, warm barn. But I would have to be one of them, wouldn't I? So they could see and hear and understand. At that moment, the church bells began to ring. The sound reached his ears. Above the sounds of the wind. And he stood there listening to the bells. Adeste Fidelis. Listening to the bells pealing the glad tidings of Christmas. And he sank to his knees in the snow. Paul Harvey, I hope for you and those you love, this will be a wonderfully merry Christmas. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, 
and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Yeah, you know, Rich, I was just thinking Christmas. Uh, so many people are part of what makes Bot Radio Network possible. Now, the voice of the, the people just heard was our producer. You and I, Rich, can sit in the studio and talk forever, but it's a team. And our producer, Ken Monroe, is through the glass on the other side, and he's the one that made that beautiful, beautiful recitation. And uh, people are familiar with his voice because he's the director of production for the whole network. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's what I love about uh, Christmas and doing programs like this. You know, um, how many years ago was 1976? I tell you, this is a long time ago, 45 years, something like that, when Billy Graham was a young man, and people will hear his voice as... His voice is young and vibrant. Of course, he's gone home to be with the Lord now. And 44 years ago, Billy Graham was preaching and talking about the Christmas story. I want our listening audience to hear it again now after all these years. Well, you know, I always figured that at Christmas time, it's always Christmas when a little child is born. The angels sing their song in somebody's sky and heaven fills the atmosphere of somebody's home with its gloria in excelsis and the message of peace on earth and goodwill among men. As Bret Hart tells a story, it happened in Roaring Camp during the gold rush days in old California. Peace and goodwill were almost unknown at Roaring Camp until that little baby was born. Even among the mining camps of the lawless West, Roaring Camp, was known to be among the worst. When men differed an opinion over their cards, they settled the dispute by shooting each other. To die a natural death at Roaring Camp was almost unknown. There was just one woman there, poor old Sal. She was everybody's woman. During the birth of her baby that night, poor Sal died. And thus the baby belonged to the camp, and the camp decided to do its duty by the baby. The baby was lying in the rags in a box, but the men felt that the box wouldn't do. So a man was sent 80 miles on a mule train to get a rosewood cradle, the best that money could buy. The cradle was brought, but the rags seemed out of place, and the messenger had to return all the way to Sacramento for lace, regardless of the cost. But when the little baby lying amidst the lace in the rosewood cradle took his place in the middle of the room, the men noticed a thing they'd never noticed before. The floor was absolutely filthy. And when they'd scrubbed the floor and made it clean, they made a new discovery. They saw that in order to match the floor and the rosewood cradle and the lacework and the baby, the walls would have to be cleaned and the ceilings whitewashed and the windows draped with curtains. There also had to be long periods of quiet to allow the baby to sleep. 
And so the quality that had given Roaring Camp its name left it. One day, the men took the cradle out to the mines, but the mining area was a dusty and dreary place. So to please the baby's eye, they planted brightly colored flowers round about the spot where the cradle stood. And so the mine became a garden. Best of all, a change came over the appearance of the men themselves. Up at Tuttle's store, the owner placed mirrors round about the room in which the men lounged and chatted and smoked. And soon there was a great demand for soap and shaving materials, collars, ties, and even suits of clothes. The baby had transformed everything. The Roman world itself was a roaring camp 2,000 years ago. Men were either slave owners or slaves. Womanhood was often debased. Unwanted children were often strangled or drowned. And outside of Judaism, there was little to prevent it, and few seemed to care. Then a little child was born in Bethlehem. In the presence of that little child, men saw, as they had never seen before, that the world needed changing. The cry of the slave could not harmonize with the song of the angels, so slavery had to eventually go. The degradation of womanhood was put to shame by the virgin mother. A halo felt upon the brows of motherhood, and ever since that little baby was born, childhood has been treated as a more sacred thing. As the little child of Bethlehem asserts his authority over the hearts of men, the things that still disfigure our civilization could vanish one by one. The bitterness of our international strife, the vice of moral decadence, the horrors of crime, the social injustices, all of these must someday yield to his authority. As the cradle is exchanged for a cross, so someday it will have a crown. And the Bible says that every knee will bow to his authority. And certainly, as the babe of Bethlehem is the Son of God, the transformation of the world like roaring camp will be carried to completion someday. And the same is true of you as an individual. The Christ child must be born afresh in your heart. Your heart must become his end. And angels can sing again at this Christmas season of peace and goodwill as they sang in the fields of Bethlehem so long ago. Shepherds will come once more to see the wonders that have come to pass. Men and women transformed by His power. The question is, what will you do with Jesus? You know, John 3.16 tells us, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That's what we celebrate at Christmas, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Because the Christmas story begins in Bethlehem, but it really doesn't conclude until Calvary and the resurrection. That's why Jesus came. Our listener comment line is 1-800-345-2621.
That's 1-800-345-2621. We love it when we hear from listeners like you. And here's a gentleman from Bartlesville, Oklahoma. I'm from Bartlesville, Oklahoma. I listen to Bot Radio Network about every day. It is another way that I am fed throughout my day, whether it's going to work, coming back from work. Pastor Jack Hibbs is great. Dr. David Jeremiah, there's so many to choose from. They're all good. You can't go wrong with any of them. I love listening. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Dad, wasn't that great? That's the whole purpose, isn't it? When he said there are so many of them, they like some all. Well, that's what what we try and do. That's what we try and achieve. People will have their favorite uh, Bible teacher and preacher and and you know what's, what's neat, too, is— we want every one of them to be trustworthy. And sometimes uh, you'll hear a message from one minister, and it'll be very, very uh, synonymous with the message you hear from another yeah. minister because it's like they're reading from the same book, yeah. and that's yeah. the key. That's the key. Do we have another one? Hello. I was just going to call you to tell you how much I enjoyed J. Vernon McGee. I have been listening to his radio shows for years and years, and I've grown up in the Bible with him. And I thank you so very, very much. Bye-bye. Oh, is that nice? Oh, that brings back memories, Rich. Dad, can we hear one more? Yeah, well, you know, I want to tell the folks a little bit, a little story here. You know, when Dr. McGee, he was a pastor of the Church of the Open Door in Los Angeles, and when he started his radio broadcast through the Bible, uh, well, then um, he wanted to be on the radio, of course, and and the radio station said, well, uh, you can't be on in the morning because uh, we don't have any time. We just don't have any time. Well, he said, that's when people are listening. And uh, they said, well, take it or leave it. We only have a 12 o'clock noon. So he was on at 12 o'clock noon, and people listened to, to him and loved it. Well, then Dr. McGee got the idea. The only time to be on the radio was 12 o'clock noon. And as his network of radio stations expanded, the only time he wanted to be on in whatever city they moved into was 12 o'clock noon. And then somebody said, well, Dr. McGee, the people are listening in the morning and at noon and at night in major cities. Something is always happening and there are always people listening. Now, Dad, with uh, of course we have uh, 120 radio stations yeah. all across, primarily the heart of America. But with our internet and our mobile listening, Amazon Echo, and all of these new digital devices, we have people listening across the country, really around the world. This lady from Powder Springs, Georgia, called, and I want you to hear this lady. Okay, I listen to Bot Radio Network from Powder Springs, Georgia. I love your broadcasting every time when I have the time, when I'm driving, when I'm cooking, when I'm just in the house, I am listening. And I'm also telling my friends and family about Bot Radio Network so they can also listen and get deeper into the Word of God because that's the life that we need in this day and age. Thank you for what you're doing and may God continue to bless your ministry. Uh, Rich, this is, uh, this is sure a treat for me. Uh, at 87 to be able to sit here in the studio and enjoy hearing what people have done when they call our listener comment line. Uh, God bless you folks. The, do we have time for another? No, we sure do. And the, the next the next caller, uh, he has a great first name. I'm Richard from <laughs> Sullivan, Indiana. I love Bot Radio. I listen to it constantly from the Terre Haute station. 
All of your preachers are good. I want to encourage you to keep up the good work. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you, Richard. Right. God bless you. Well, we're a family, hey, and one, I keep... No, wait, oh, what, what, Rich? 1-800-345-2621. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-345-2621. But listen now. This, uh, this song will be a great song to close off this Christmas program. It really takes the words to heart. And listen and enjoy it with me. Here it is. Unto you is born this day a Savior. A baby boy was found there in a manger. The blessed truth of Christmas let us hear. Let's put Christ back in. Christmas is the birthday of our King The greatest gift of all He came to bring He's the Prince of Peace, let's show Him that we care Let's put Christ back into Christmas this year They followed it with gifts and traveled far And praised the baby Jesus lying there So let's put Christ back into Christmas this year Christmas, Rich. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. Merry Christmas, and Merry Christmas to you, listening friend. All right, this is Dick Bott with this chapter, The Complete Story, with my son, and, uh, and we'll see you later. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.